Tuesday. RawMikeRichards.com. Broadcasting live from the DKI studios in downtown Toronto. 234 King Street East out of the Pacific Junction Hotel. Coming up today. Oh, there's lots of stuff. I uh, keep seeing the headlines about the helmet rule. I've got a feeling that this is going to be a borderline disaster in the first, oh, I'm saying at least two weeks. Maybe I'm being conservative. I understand it's about player safety. In this face, the NFL is motivated uh, mostly to avoid what is some pretty frightening litigation, as we've seen over the last couple of years, regarding those concussed, the concussion issue, period. But it's going to get to a point where it's going to be very difficult to actually play the game of football the way it's probably meant to be played. I think it's going to be a disaster. Also, we're looking at what, Dave? The top Top. 20 wingers. That's right. NHL.com, top 20 wingers. And I'll give them credit to this. These are a little bit closer to where I would kind of adjust these guys. It's it's not as bad as a center list. Yeah, because the center one you kind of skewered a little bit. Yeah. This one not as bad. No. And I like skewing, so it Yeah. Yeah. Skewing's fun. Mm. And Russell, you uh you saw the list? You uh I did. And it's pretty accurate. Yeah. There's a couple things maybe, but most of it's not bad. Well we'll get to that during the Russell report. I like that name. Uh, <laughs> it should be a sponsored segment of the show. So uh, we also have some. Uh, you know what? I, I just I, I decided not to do it, but there's a lot of three suit Stooges stuff out there, including stuff I never knew, and wow. some of it's pretty weird. Some of it, some of it. Now, I would say, as a guy, as a man, the three Stooges is in my DNA. Okay, guys and men really enjoy the three Stooges. If you can find a woman that does then you keep her because it's very rare that a woman will find anything funny about crowbars up noses, frying pans on top of heads, uh, hammers on, you know, on the side of the skull, making bonk noises. Like it just, you know, uh, oysters squirting water into Curly's face. These are all things that we enjoy. This is the, this is the guy gene. Mm. We have the guy gene. Women don't have that gene for the most, well, for the most part. Maybe these days, maybe they do. Maybe 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 it's a new breed of woman that thinks the uh, the students are the funniest. But it's just weird how there's certain scenes. Um, one, including, get a load of this. Shemp died. Shemp died of a heart attack or something. But they were in the middle. And this is the old days where they made those guys work their asses off. The studio was very mean to these guys and said, "Well, what are you gonna do about the far extra episodes?" So they had to get like dummies. They got body doubles. They took scenes from previous. Previous Stooge episodes and tried to somehow make it look like it was a part of it. Curly, in one scene, it shows where he does his little... And two minutes later, he had a stroke, the one that eventually kills him. Like, literally, he sits down and then has a stroke and dies. This is what what took a major part of my morning. (laughs) Yeah, this is is what I did. Uh, But there's other stuff I want to show you, including... Look, we've all had, uh, and I would think most people, uh, you know, if, if you played hockey at a certain level, either you've played in Europe or you had friends that played in Europe. Yes. And all those years ago when people started talking about 
hockey in the UK, I just I just couldn't see it. Like like I I know. Look, uh, Theo Fleury played in Belfast. He played for the Belfast Giants. Uh, they actually the team sent me all kinds of stuff over there, the scarves, and it's it's just so strange though, Dave, to get your head around even hearing the accent when it comes to hockey. Now the 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 game that I've got here as an example, it's between who's it between uh, Russell? Oh, the Nottingham Nottingham Panthers and the Fishtown Penguins, not Penguins, Penguins. What like, like P I N? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even know what that is. No, either do I. Panthers and Penguins, but not the ones you're used to. This coming from uh, an International Challenge Cup. This is this is really uh, probably last season. And this is what hockey, I guess, looks and sounds like in England. And though it's still relatively warm outside, it's hockey time once again. Tonight's game is the second test in our four-game International Challenge Series sponsored by Internet Motorparts. Our visitors this evening are a step up in quality from the plucky Ice Leuven of Dresden. Plucky. The Nottingham Panthers put to the sword. By the way, this is like two days ago. Two days ago. Four hours ago. The Fishtown Penguins take the ice tonight, feeling confident as they enter the Motorpoint Arena fresh from a 3-0 victory 275 miles away in Glasgow. Rumble Schwartz and McMillan were the scorers last night for the Penguins, and it, they could be ones to keep a close eye on tonight. See, because if you didn't hear this commentary, Dave, and you were just looking at these guys right there, and you're looking at this, you wouldn't think this was in the UK. No. It doesn't look weird. The players so far, I don't know where they come from, though. And defensively superior to Dresden. Henderson and Risling slotted in comfortably in their first game, and the Panthers are again expected to rest Rowe and Biggs. Yeah, Look the, out host, for the host is kind of ruining it for me. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, I know. It's like... Space made by the towering crash-bang style of the huge Nottingham Panthers side. The highlight show is brought to you in association with the legend, Nottingham's number one family-friendly hockey pub. Let's go to the action. Family-friendly hockey pub. Twisting and turning, though, is Airbus down low. Back up to the point. Again, the Penguins controlling the play well. All turn over there. Billingsley in front. Backdoor shot coming in. Nice play out the air there. Just off target. See a backdoor shot. Like, I mean, it's just it's just really odd to get my head around that accent with that game, just like it's the other way around if I'm watching soccer, Dave. Mm. Oh, they better be talking like that. Yeah, they better be, exactly. Because when I watch, like, ESPN or Fox and it's an American guy. Like Max Bredos or something. It doesn't sound, I know, it doesn't out. sound the same. I can't watch it. A friend of mine, actually, I used to work with, I... I, I um, because yeah, with the score, I, I used to travel quite a bit, so I wasn't based out of Toronto, but his name is Aaron Murphy. He actually does play-by-play for the English Premiership hockey. Wow. Yeah, so maybe we should get him on the show one day to talk about that. I, he's, he, you know, full, full um, Canadian accent doing play-by-play over there and he's he's done uh, uh multiple networks and uh and uh, you know he loves it family's out there now too he's been there for about i'm guessing almost 10 years now eight eight to ten years so that's crazy by the way i think uh many of you who follow me on twitter saw that uh, on the uh, weekend because now it's the second weekend of the premiership like college football's coming up you know the uh, nfl's coming up if there is a time 
that you want to make sure you sign up with Sports Interaction and get that free 200 bucks. You put down 200 bucks, they'll match it up to 200 bucks. That's why I tweeted that out. You also, uh, basically every week, yep. you do rundowns on the CFL, correct? That's right, rundowns of the CFL. And also uh, coming up this Sunday on the Fan Network, across Cal- Calgary, Vancouver's on board now. Uh, Inside the Lines returns. Uh, we're doing previews of the conferences for the next couple of weeks because three Sundays from now, NFL season finally kicks off. Of course, it kicks off on a Thursday, but we're there every single Sunday morning. Yeah, so you want to make sure you get to Sports Interaction, sign up, look for the pull-down menu, and uh, get that free money. Get it. Mm. Go get it. Uh, the Prem, obviously, underway, uh, which is uh, always good news for me. And uh, college football not that far away, you just mentioned. And we'll do our previews. We'll get our NFL guys, and we'll, they'll be coming up uh, very shortly as well. But the... The talk about the helmet rule is really, I think, going to be a tough one, Dave. Now, we know about you know targeting, spearing, and I think for the most part, I, th- I think they've done a pretty good job with that. The game is ultimately way safer mm-hmm. than it used to be. If you go back to, say, even 1980-something, half the, half the plays that you would see now, there is a lot of stuff that goes on there that would... Uh, not only be a, a penalty, we would be talking fines. At times there was a head slaps, there was contacts on quarterbacks, stuff was late. I mean, literally, if a quarterback throws the ball and Dave's on his way, he, you, can, you can pretty much take me out any way you want. And that was never, that was just part of the game. It's just like if I go for a pass and miss it, Dave comes in and cranks me just, just as the ball leaves. No one's, no, no one's looking at that. That has all changed. But this new rule, where the new rule is so it, it it penalizes offensive and defensive players, and I'm reading this is how it's written out, for lowering their head to initiate contact with their helmet to any part of an opposing player's body, that's the penalty. Any part of the body now. That's going to be tough. So if I'm coming down and, you know, so... Look, in tackling, they don't want you to put your head down. I mean, you don't you don't teach putting your head down. That doesn't that does that doesn't happen. But we're talking just about contact. How is my helmet not going to contact your chest? Almost impossible. So, There's going to be more flags in the NFL than the CFL does on a uh, on a special teams kick. Yeah, that's every single play. Like flag, 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 flag. I think it's going to be a disaster. It's going to be a major disaster. Like I'll go one step further. The way, and I'm not, I'm not sitting there saying I want the violence and, and I need the violence and, and so forth. But there's certain aspects of the game that have to stay if it's going to be football. Well, I watch, because, I watch it because it is violent. Yeah. I watch it because the guys who play it do have that level of violence. You played it, you know that no. the crack of the helmet, the going out and wiping a guy out, and even just taking hits sometimes. It's it's sort of the DNA. It's how you're wired. You you like that sport. They're on pace right now. When Russell has kids, I'm not saying he's having kids, so don't. Oh. Yeah, I'm just, oh. When Russell has kids, his kids are going to be watching the NFL that is going to be a touch football league. It, it's, it's an argument that started a while ago when you started getting to the issue of those banding together legally to start suing the leagues, especially, of course, the big one, the notable one yep. with the NFL, Dave. So, so. From that time, we've seen the game go through certain protocols to make sure the game's safer. It, it at times makes you feel a little uncomfortable the way that it's called, but you, you sort of get used to it. But this, this to me is, now as far as my understanding was, there was no interaction with the players on this particular issue. I think the league just came out. With this. I don't think there was there was a you know 
representatives of the uh, of the players association where they said okay well here's what we're going to do because i i think here's minnesota vikings uh, coach mike zimmer saying um it's going to cost some people some jobs yep uh it might end up leading to how games are decided you talk in playoffs jobs the whole bit well mike zimmer mike zimmer was uh was the lucky uh lucky head coach of that saints versus vikings game on the last play of the game it was basically a Hail Mary who heave up to the receiver, and the Saints defender backed off in a sense just to not get dinged with a pass interference play, and we know what happened. It was it was probably about a 75-yard touchdown pass and run for the game-winning touchdown. The Saints clearly were the better team of the two that day, but the Vikings were the one that went on to eventually lose to the Eagles in the conference final. See, he's worried. He said, you know, you know, based on what the, the final outcome is going to be that he said, you know, maybe we'll come up with a revised rule. He said, no one's ever said that. No one's talking about a revision. Hmm. They're just talking about this thing. Now, when rules get changed, depending on how it affects how the game is taught, that's how I look at it. So let's go to hockey, for instance. So most of my goalie life, uh, there was a lot of stuff in the crease, and of course the defenseman could take their stick and just basically like lacrosse go at your back. Yep. Well, they got rid of all that stuff, and when it first came to those rule changes, a big guy like Robin Regeer, who I'm sure when you got that stick in the back from him, man, I just couldn't imagine how how you're not literally severed in half. But he got penalized quite a bit in the beginning, and then then he did stuff in the crease where he didn't know what. And, and so I asked him one time uh, privately, I said. Do you know what the rule is? Like, do you have a feeling for how this is? He goes, no, not yet. I don't. He goes, I don't. But the thing about that, I think, is that in removing the stick, or you're still able to push a guy to the crease. You still can physically move him. But I think in hockey, what would the equivalent be of of a helmet being lowered? What's the equivalent problem that you would have? You know, look, they got rid of the one hand and the stick and, and hooking guys and so on. So that sort of cleans up the game a little bit. But what if? What if you were to say, oh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of how, how difficult it would be to reteach this because this is the problem that you're going to see. From the grassroots level, by the time these guys get to pro, what is the thing that they'd have to – because you're going to have to reteach, reteach hitting to a degree. Yep. Hitting's going to have to be different. So for the guys who have learned their whole life, well, good luck with that. Good luck with trying to change that in a game where they've all played a certain way for, you know, depending on their age group, you know, if they played since they were, you know, we're talking 10, 12, 15 years they've been playing the sport a certain way. And now they're not going to do that because human reaction says to me that if Dave's running at me, I'm running at him, what you do as a human being for protection is sometimes you're going to move that helmet, you're going to move that head. So you're telling me you're going to try to avoid, how do I run at you and then what? move my head so it doesn't hit any any part of their body. Yeah. Unless you're going in for a full-fledged drop kick. Because <laughs> you're not going to hit me when you put two legs up into my face. And Then, then they need uh, Ricky Steamboat. Got to come right. back and do that. But I, I don't understand. I mean, I understand the emphasis on the safety. But when you're looking at the game, they already eliminated basically kickoffs. Right, so you kick it out of the. I mean, it's just that is that Correct. has been thrown away. So, so coverage on kick return has changed. Uh, you know, the punt has the fair catch. So you're seeing. I mean, in in order to get a kick return, Dave, for a touchdown or anything of significance, really hard. It's literally impossible. It's really hard. Yeah. It's almost. It's almost like uh, a kickoff return is going to be um, harder to get 
than a registered safety in a football game. Yeah. And you know how rare safeties are. Very rare. That's why the guy who won all that money on the first Super points Bowl of the safety. Super Bowl being a safety? Yep. I never would make that wager. No. Ever. It's like you're just throwing away money. It's like here is $10 that I no longer need or 20 or whatever it The is. moment I saw it, my jaw hit the ground because that's exactly I said, oh, someone's got that prop bet. Point scored, yeah. Somebody, somebody yeah, got that. point scored. Someone's got that prop bet. Uh, you're watching RawMikeRichards.com either on the website or the dedicated YouTube channel. Thanks to uh, Mark Kohan who came on yesterday. It was a really cool, it was a fun time. He's obviously done very well for himself, but he continues to find things to basically challenge himself. He could sit back probably, you know, if you're from an established uh, family, you could, uh, you know, spend spend all your time in Muskoka or whatever. You know, he doesn't. He goes to like Africa. He goes to goes to Russia. And takes kids with him. He's he's really uh, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky. That might be the scariest of the three places you just yeah. mentioned. Sorry, Kentucky, but you know what's true. You know what I'm talking about. Put some shoes on. Also, uh, when it comes to hockey, is uh, like what, what, what we're we talking about. So it's uh, what's going on basically right now with every NHL camp as we speak. Every single NHL camp is enjoying watching their players in their designated areas go through their own personal skates, their own. You know, they're they're they've already been skating for a couple weeks now. I know in Minnesota, there's a. Uh, there's an actual league of pros that play against each other. Uh, pretty soon at the BioSteel Center, they're going to have yeah. their own, you know, BioSteel matchups and stuff like that. And, and you know, all the players are skating, all the prospects are skating. They're figuring things out. And uh, camp actually is still a couple of weeks away from reporting, where you know they they go through the, uh, the, the 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 body and figure out physicals and so forth, and then proceed kind of thing so nhl.com is starting to come up with lists mike with we saw last week or a couple weeks ago top nhl centers this time around it's the top 20 nhl wingers and this list right here is uh, is a little better than what i saw with the center ice position at number one they have nikita kucherov who is uh an art ross trophy winner a guy that could do it multiple times uh, they have him listed ahead of Alex Ovechkin and, and Taylor Hall, who is uh, uh, you know a league MVP. The reason for that is he's going to be around for quite some time, probably in that number one spot. May not score the most goals out of the group, but points-wise, oh yeah, absolutely. And if you're drafting fantasy-wise, Nikita Kucherov should be at least on your top three overall draft picks as far as selecting when you don't have keepers and so forth looking at the list i don't really have much of a problem with the top 10 but i will say this there will come a time and it may be as early as this year that patrick line will score more than brad marchant uh so i would almost look at five six swapping spots claude Giroux has played wing has played center jamie ben is an art ross trophy winner at number eight blake wheeler was top two or three in assists overall Artemi Panarin is a, is a guy um, that is in a final year of his contract. Look for him to be traded to a contender because Columbus won't be able to sign him upcoming year. He is definitely a top 10 winger. I'd even go as far as saying that he could crack into that top eight depending on who he's actually playing with. Now, when you look at 11 through 20, Mike, there's a lot of names out there that you sit there and you go, Philip Forsberg, I don't see Nashville that much. Uh, Miko Rantanen, I don't see the Avs that much. Uh, Ricard Raquel, I don't see the Ducks that much. But 
Brock Besser, I don't see the Canucks that much. The Canucks don't score. Well, you're looking at multiple 30-goal scores here on this list, and they're there for a reason. Uh, I uh, the, only, the only question I would say is, and I know Rusty's going to enjoy this commentary, and we'll get him in on it right away, is where the hell is Mitch Marner on this list? Because Mitch Marner is probably going to be a top-20 winger this season, if not in the next two seasons. I would go as far as saying he will be part of the top-20 this year in scoring for wingers because he's going to be playing with John Tavares or Austin Matthews, my guess, is John Tavares on that list. Uh, therefore, Mitch Marner, you can pencil him down for 30 goals this season and significant power play time on maybe the league's most explosive offense with all due respect to teams like Winnipeg, Nashville. The Leafs are in that conversation, top three scoring-wise. I, I think Mitch Marner's part of that list. I agree. In fact, I think he could have like a crazy year. It just it, it comes down in sport to how many of the guys can you cover and how many opportunities do those guys get, you know, in this particular sport at handling the puck. And, you know, I, I just think that he could have a, you know, I'll put it this way. It's like a, a, a receiver who's been or, or could be a number one on some other's team. And then he's not. And then he's like a two or a three. Mm -hmm. That guy is going to catch like a thousand balls that year. Yep. He's going to have a huge year. I think Mitch Martin is going to be that way. I'll go as far as saying this one more as go as, as far as we go. Mitch Marner could lead the Maple Leafs in scoring this year. I, 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 and this is yeah. a very good team. Yeah. This is a very good team, but Mitch Marner could lead this team, and I would sit there and sign off at it right now. That's saying, a good prop bet, you know. You don't surprise me. Yeah. You don't surprise me. You are the leading scorer of this team. Rusty Bear, what's yeah. up? Yeah, what do you think, Russell? Um, and now it's time for the Russell Report. Pretty much with the top <laughs> 20, uh, I don't disagree with it. I do think Marner could have slid in that 1920 spot over Besser or Arvidsson. Um, I think Brock Besser's a great player. I think it's a little hard to give him a top 20 wing spot when he hasn't played one full season in the NHL. But that being said, he scored, what, 32, 34 goals this year when he missed most of the season. So it's hard to argue with that. Um and yeah, I think Mitch playing with John Tavares has a very good chance of leading the Leafs in points this year. So there it is. There's your uh, top 20. Now, that's originally that came from... NHL.com. NHL.com. You're watching right at MikeRichards.com, either on the website or the dedicated YouTube channel. At some point, I suppose, they'll come out with goalies. Yeah, goalies and defense. I'm looking yeah. forward to those two lists. Yeah, the goalies is always tough to me. It's really hard to determine because that position is almost dictated always by what's in front of you and how well they're going to play. If your team, I mean, if you're Ken Dryden of that era, eh, no problem. You're going to stop what twelve shots a game, and they're in, in twelve. What and and are they challenging shots? You're seven foot tall. Just lie down. See, I, I get in arguments all the time with the Montreal Canadiens fans about Ken Dryden all the time, and say, look. I, I and I think in the early days before the clown mask, once the clown that clown mask mm. came on, it was over. I mean, I think you sort of get exposed to a little bit in that uh, Canada Russia series. He knew it too, as he writes in his book. Wasn't he, very good. He said, "I knew that if we didn't win the series, I could be the most hated man in Canada." I mean, he saw he saw it coming. I mean, look, he's an, he's he's an, an extremely intelligent guy. Uh, and and I just think that you know, depending on what you have in front of you, that that dictates. So can I just say that you know, if you go out, I mean, should should then Braden Holtby, if 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 
you know, if the team stays relatively the same, that that he has a, a tremendous year. Am I looking at a? Am I so on the other side? Am I looking at a, at a Anderson, a Freddie Anderson, saying he's not going to have a, a great goals against average because it might look like a like the nineteen eighty, you know, uh, Edmonton, Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton Oilers, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just not as good as Grant Fuhr because he's not even close to Grant Fuhr. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you're looking but, at- and look, could 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 even have a big a bigger win percentage? Yeah, because you might sure. win six four or seven yeah. five and stuff. Yeah, he is in the conversation because uh, people will sit there and say, okay, Pekka Rene is the Vesna Trophy winner. Connor Hellerbuck uh, just came off the most career wins by a, an American goalie in a single season. He he topped Tom Barrasso's. He's going to be part of that conversation. Brayden Holby's going to be car- part of that conversation. Carey Price when he's healthy. Yeah. Because that's the question with Carey Price. When he's healthy, he is the number one goalie. I, I In my opinion, I think Carey Price is the best goalie in the league. But did you has think- he been healthy for the last couple of years? No, he hasn't. Did you think- has he been top five? No. Tuka Rask had a bit of a bounce back year last year. I think so. but but I don't t- know if I'm putting him in that top. But, I, but I'm not. I don't think I'm putting Tuka Rask in the top five. Right. And that's yeah. And top that's, five is tough, though. That's really tough. Because you meant five oh, outstanding yeah. goaltenders. Absolutely, and there's a lot of good ones. I, I mentioned. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned, but Mark Andre Fleury, what he did with the Vegas Golden Knights. That's the only reason the Vegas Golden Knights where they were and yeah. why they actually advanced to the Stanley Cup. Because this guy was this guy should have actually probably won the Vesna Trophy last year, but the voting stops at the end of the regular season. And that's why Pecorine did what he did, and he won his trophy, and he stunk out the joint against the Jets in a seven-game series. Uh, and and, and Marc-Andre Fleury was by far the best goaltender in the playoffs uh, outside of an honorable mention of Braden Holtby with Washington. Yeah, and he didn't have the greatest Stanley Cup final, Marc-Andre no, Fleury. No, he didn't. I mean, no, he didn't. If he had played that way against Winnipeg, Winnipeg moves on. Correct. Yeah. Um, Hallerbuck is an interesting story, too, because – you know, it's almost like that. Sometimes they call it like the sophomore jinx. Like, let's just see what happens the following year. But he also has a very strong team in front of him. So unless he actually has some sort of, and with goalies, just like pitchers and everything else, it's rarely about physical uh, abilities coming down. It's, it's between the years. Mm-hmm. And with goalies, it's 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 tenfold that way. Uh, there's no indication. I've never heard a story about him having those kinds of struggles. No, and you know what? And he's been around the league for a bit. I, I know last year was his breakout year, but he, he does have 200 games of NHL experience already. He did back up Andre Pavlik. He did have his lumps and bruises before this uh, season that we just saw him with the Jets. Uh, new six-year contract in hand. A lot of times there's that comfort of that, but then there's also that, you know, I have the six-year contract. Do I have to work as hard? So we'll see what he actually does have because he can go A or B. I think he's more of an A than a B, but uh, if the Jets are going to do anything, he has to be the goaltender he was last year or this team will not do as well as that. The only sort of goaltending prediction, I think we both had the same one, that, that really hasn't come to fruition, I think a lot of it has to do with injuries. Although people say you can't blame certain seasons or wins, losses on, on injuries, but I think you can look at a career that should have been maybe slightly different, and that's John Gibson. Mm-hmm. I thought by this time we'd be talking about him like the way right now we're talking about Halibut. Like, I really thought he'd be in that kind of conversation. But he's missed a lot of hockey. He's had a lot of injuries. Yeah, he's missed a lot of hockey. It's funny you say that because when they had that Young Stars uh, program, uh, I guess two years ago, and in the Young Stars net, Connor Hallerbuck was there with Matt Murray and John Gibson. Matt Murray and John Gibson played the most. 
wonder who would be playing right now if the three of them actually had that, you know, team yeah. team rookie. You know, it was the North America. Well, how did they say it? Was it was a Young Guns? Team North America. Team North America. Oh, so yeah. it was basically the younger players under the age of, I think it was what 23 or something so so you had those three goaltenders and and you know Matt Murray already won back-to-back cups with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins John Gibson is who he is Connor Hellerbuck was a relative unknown but people knew that he was heading in the right direction was a third of the three so um, you know what those are three very good younger goaltenders in this league that uh, Murray and Gibson out of the three have to step up to what that third goalie at that time is doing this previous year. The other thing about goalies, I just mentioned Tuka Rask, is how aggressive they can or cannot be. In this case, it's aggressive. These are goalie penalties. And in this in this sort of little meltdown, because it's really sort of borderline the first one, but I get why it was called. But the domino effect it has in the in the in the in the seconds that follow is kind of weird. I guess this is a segment called Goalies acting bad. Be fun seeing and hearing the guys from Lake Placid in the intermission as they've been all day as well as last night. Let's see, oh, touch oh. Touch he says he was not in the pie slice. And the referee, Steve Kazari, says he was in a minor penalty to Rask. So is he in or is he out? That's the question. Is that in or out? Well, two garage no sees Ryan Hartman Out. coming there, and yeah, it looks like he heals it right in a no-touch zone, and Ryan Hartman put his arm up as well. Better angle here. Oh, yeah, that's Rusty would say penalty. It's a penalty. It's a right call. Turning that puck over, and now another power play late in the first. Kane to the back. Keith with it there. Keith handed it over to Kane. Shoots one. Score! But watch, it gets worse. Slash the post because he's so angry. He ends up taking a piece of Christopher Steeg and he goes buckling in behind the net. And I think Dave Jackson caught him, and I think Dave Jackson made a call on a penalty against Rask. Yeah, Rask was going to bang the post. He was not. See, that's something I could see myself doing. He gets mad. Oops. Well, there's Kasari telling Lucic. Go back to the bench. Back when Lucic was Lucic. Yep. yep. That's the uh, yep. a hand gesture there from the official. And oh, what a major turn of events! You go back to the hit that Marchand put on Kane. Good hit. Then he follows through. Wasn't much. Just a reminder that uh, Tukarask was actually traded from Toronto to Boston for Andre Raycroft. Thank, thanks for the refresher, Dave. Some people had forgotten about that. And since that point, it's been all home team. Some people would even call him Andrew Raycroft. Native of Edmonton, an Islander draft choice 16 years ago. And I don't know, and I don't know how you feel about that, but McLennan going in, I think that's real smart. Noodles. Same page. A noodles clip for the first time on the show. At this point in the game, it would be nice to play running time and not to get anybody hurt for either team. All game long, we've had cameras isoed on Jerome McGinley and Henrik Zetterberg. Following today's game, you can go to NBCSports.com and listen to Bill, Ray, and Brett analyze some of their shifts. Check out Starships at 
NBCSports.com. McLennan's going to get a penalty here, slashing Johan Franzen. Not very smart by Jamie McLennan. Again, obviously, the frustration was... Oh, my God! Oh, oh what is he I doing? Oh, my God! Noodles. Well, that was just an Oh, no, what that's, is just, he that's just imbe that's, that's imbecilic. Right. Throw him right out. That's oh, that's it. Stop will be back in. Yeah. And they don't have a backup going. They're going to have to get a backup. He's going to get suspended for that. That's insane. That's crazy. Well, even though it seemed like a good choice at the time, it was a terrible move. Yeah. No, that's terrible. Well, that's the Jimmy Playfair year. That's so out of character for him. That is bizarre. Unacceptable, Pierre. Doesn't matter if it's out of character. Unacceptable. Oh, I agree. This, this is reprehensible. This is terrible. Well, he was going to get an original call for slashing Bronson. Then he comes up and hits Bronson right in the midsection. And Mark Jonet comes right in. But he hacked Yo Johan Franzen twice. The second time the call came from Jonet. McLennan <laughs> coming in for Mika Kipitsov. There's one. Another one. There's two. There's the penalty. No problem. McLennan fell on his own. Jamie McLennan. <laughs> oh, there's noodles. Noodles. So, true story about this. Um, <laughs> Five-game suspension was handed down for that. <laughs> okay. And uh, Jamie actually jokes about it because there's been a couple times where they've said emergency goaltender needed. Well, noodles is usually in the building, blah, blah, blah. But by NHL law, because that was his last NHL game, he still has a five-game suspension to serve <laughs> on on. So Jamie always sat there and said, "I don't, he I don't know, play. I don't know if they'd enforce that if I was used as an emergency goaltender in those weird, rare situations where it's like there's nobody here. Get that guy, yeah. kind of thing. Like Mark LaForce actually was called into duty um, uh, trees to, to, to wear to wear the Leafs uh, uh, backup goaltender." Um, outfit in his 40s because he was actually in the building on alumni night once but he was he was clear to go not sure what the ruling would be on noodles though trees lived in stovall for a while mark yeah. laforest that him, yeah. he hung around myself the beaver man claudy oh yeah go. yeah i know this that did not help his career by the way no it didn't <laughs> <laughs> no it did not he, he, you know what he was all over the place too he yeah. had uh he he had a couple different nhl organizations that he went to and uh and kind of you know fought out a, a pretty a pretty decent career as far as you know being in a lot of places at one time you're watching rawmikerichards.com either on the website or the dedicated youtube channel keep uh hitting the little thing there and subscribing we appreciate that although someone yesterday said boy this is a great show there should be way more subscribers he goes, he goes this, is, this is Mike and Dave. How, how are there not more subscribers? Gee, gee, thanks. We, we don't know. We, we spread <laughs> the word. I mean, we're, we're still pretty small. So if you want to help us out, you go and do that. Uh, we mentioned uh, as the NFL comes up, we talked about that, the helmet issue. And, of course, right now, you have a lot of rookie quarterbacks that are going to be, be, you know, they're going to have the ball in their hand. Unlike other years where they just get to clipboard it for maybe a, a, at least a season, mm. put the baseball cap on backwards and watch a guy do it. Not anymore, and so if you're Curtis Mayfield, if you're if you're Josh Rosen, um, and of course Sam Darnold. Now, so far from what you've seen of him, do you have a gauge 
so far as a Jets fan on what you think you have seen so far with him? Because it's really hard in the preseason to get a real feel. Now, Mayfield had that crazy first game where he yeah. threw for, you know, but that didn't happen in the second game. But it is preseason. You really got to be careful on how you're weighing, you know, whether you think it's 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 yardage, completion percentage, is it touchdowns? Because there's a lot of things that go into what a coach and what the coaching staff thinks is what they have. So to me, a lot of it is poise, it's clock management, it's uh, the ability to actually understand the football language to get those plays out. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. What do you think the coaching staff is thinking they have in Sam Donald so far? They they think they probably have a a, a star prized franchise quarterback. He's looks pretty good through two games. Uh, Thirteen for eighteen in his first game for just under hundred yards. Second game against Washington, he was eight for eleven, threw a pick, sixty two yards. Not much. That that game wasn't very good if you're a Jets fan, but he's looked okay and he's gotten some significant time. He's played probably altogether about three and a half quarters of football, which is pretty decent, but. Here's the story with the Jets, and it's funny because a lot of people are thinking Sam Darnold should be under center in week one. I'm against it. I don't think he should be. I think it should be at least half a season. I know I know that's not the popular opinion, but don't get him out there right away. The best quarterback right now in preseason, all the teams, has been Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, he's been. That's yeah. how good he's been. But don't you think... And, and, and again, I'm talking about Teddy Bridgewater, and this goes all the way back to, you know, coming out of Louisville. Yep. Uh, you know, there was a time because – Former first-round pick. Yep, Jesse Palmer spent a lot of time in NCAA football and, of course, uh, was on our show uh, every week for the most part. And he said of the quarterbacks that he sat down with, that the best football IQ was Teddy Bridgewater. That the guy that, you know, given a chance, who could really make things happen on – or as they like to say, a Sunday player. Is mm-hmm. he a Sunday player? Teddy Bridgewater was until that until that injury. That's right. And so whoever wherever he goes now, he is like that under the radar sort of you know that's a, it's a real find. He's only twenty five years old yeah, too. That's what I mean. So he's a, he's that seasoned guy just like you mentioned, and he and he went through hell basically with the injury that nobody thought he would come back. And and yeah, I I don't know. I I I think I give him the opportunity to run with the ball as far as be that jet starter. I know Josh McCown is the is the registered starter. I think they also brought him in to be that 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 tutor for Sam Darnold because there probably isn't a better guy that will be rah rah help the rookie. Yeah, perfect. Probably probably a future offensive coordinator in this league if he wants to be, uh, and, and a guy that doesn't have the ego that he thinks even at the age of thirty six, thirty five, whatever it is, that he should be the starter. So we'll see. But I uh, personally, I, I would give the ball to Ted Bridgewater to see if he could actually do something with it when the bullets are live. I would think that to me it's an obvious choice. And here's the other reason why it could be great. What if he, what if he I don't want to say catches fire because it's, it, it's a relative term. But what if he is like very, very good, yep. very consistent, which I expect him absolutely to be, and, and, and the preseason has told me nothing different. And you get a season. Sure. Like that's just money in the bank if you're asking me. It completely is. And 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 if he does catch fire and everything works out well, the division's weak enough outside of what the Patriots are because the Patriots are they who yeah. they are. They're, so so they're, they're not in the conversation. Yeah, they're not they're in the con- no, no, no. We're talking about Jets, Bills, Dolphins. The Jets legitimately if Bridgewater has a massive season, he's going to get paid somewhere else obviously because Sam Darnold's the future, but the Jets could legitimately hit 500. Sure they which, could. W- which would be a, a miracle based on what they've put on the field for the last two years. 
at least they've always had a semblance of defense. Yes, and they still do. And they and still they do. still do, yes. So uh, for those of you, um, a lot of people have seen what camp looks like, but uh, for those of you who don't really see it, they, they, it, it, looks like, it does look like camp. Uh, and here's uh, Sam Darnold. This is courtesy of our friends at uh, was it NJ.com and their advanced media. But this is kind of cool. This is the stuff that's where it gets a little football nerdy, a little coach nerdy because I love the stuff. He's just doing some reps here, and I'm just watching the players and just sort of seeing his mechanics. So that's what you're going to see right here. This is Sam Darnold. So they're going to want to take a look at his footwork in this case. They want to take a look at, you know, his understanding of the routes. Do the players get, uh, you know, what he is doing? Is he throwing the ball with, uh, you know, enough kind of stank on it where it's supposed to be? Are they all on the same page? I mean, that's really what this kind of stuff is about here. And again, so you see the plethora of coaches out there watching each and every move you know in this case of his three steps is he getting that ball out where he's supposed to and then of course it's about route running Dave as you know I mean mm -hmm. you've, you've you know you've got guys to have to understand exactly what that route is I mean it all looks good to me and I do like his mechanics and the reason I talk about the mechanics is he did have some health issues at SC, and people wondered, you know, I mean, again, this is the pros. The, has he carried something from college to the pros that, you know, they're seeing even in delivery? Well, I see nothing but good stuff here. I'd be cool to be at a practice. Wouldn't you like to be there? Oh, yeah. Russ, do you think if you went out there and ran a, a pass pattern that you would catch it? Could you catch it? In the sense that they'd probably be able to put it right in my hands? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I disagree, but uh... <laughs> bounce off his bounce off his chest and make a dent. <laughs> yeah, as long as they don't drill it, you know. Uh, Dieter Brock, his book is coming out too, right? Coming out uh, in uh, October. In October, yeah. yeah. There's another guy that oh, by the way, wanted I, to throw it and throw it through your chest. Yeah, no kidding. And a guy that used to catch balls for uh, Dieter Brock, uh, expected to be on the show as early as uh, next week. Uh, former slot back. Rick House expected Rick House to was... be on the show. Compliments of our friend Joe Juris because uh, they're uh, they're longtime buddies, and uh, he has um, he has talked to him, and we're just trying to figure out a date. That is awesome. Yep, number thirty-one. Joe Juris. By the way, today is an anniversary. Yes. Uh, that I, I've heard people talk about. If you're in the GTA, if you're in the Toronto area, you still sort of romanticize about Jose Bautista. Mm hmm. Ten years ago today, Mike. That's right. The young man from the Dominican Republic. And the the only Caribbean player, and this is true, who actually has his degree. The only player really? in the bigs with a degree. And uh, what degree is that, Jerry? It was in uh, Scordophonics. Oh. Not familiar with that. Either Mike just made it up. <laughs> so, yeah, ten years ago. <laughs> what do you think his legacy is going to be? Loved or not Loved. Loved. Yeah. Toronto loved uh, Toronto Hall of Fame, not Baseball Hall of Fame, but Toronto Hall of Fame. I remember it uh, clearly just for the weirdest reasons too. So I, I'm I'm covering the Jays at the time for Sportsnet Television on the Jays beat itself. This is 
this is before Barry Davis was there and Hazel May. That that was this guy right here. So the so so the Jays make a trade with the Pirates <clears throat> and they trade away a prospect named Robin Zen Diaz with a with a Z O N. And he was supposed to be a decent catching prospect, and they trade him for a utility infielder. Pretty good second baseman that could hit lefties named Jose Bautista. Brad Faye's at the desk, and he's joking to me as he throws it, saying, Bautista, meaning the wrestler Bautista. Oh, no. No. And, and we're kind of, you know, we're, we're having some fun with He did it on purpose because oh, okay. that was more of the... We know who this guy is, but we don't know who the hell Jose Bautista yeah. is. Uh, so you know, and you just you say it what it is. It's a it's a utility guy that uh, JP Ricciardi acquired. Um, you wonder if he gave away too much in a pretty good throwing prospect and a catcher at that time, and we'll see what he does. And sure enough, um, in that first year, he he starts to play a lot of different positions. Played second base, third base. Some uh, outfield uh, also played at first base at times, and a couple years later, the fr the face of a franchise for a decade, and the face of what a lot of people will look at as the black jerseyed Jays, right? Because they got rid of the blue part of it, and they threw up this jersey. People will remember Holiday, Jose Bautista, but yeah, Jose Bautista was supposed to be a a guy off the bench, you know, better than a John McDonald. Uh, that could provide a little bit of pop, but nobody thought it was going to be 50 home run pop yeah. multiple times sitting in the middle. Nobody thought it was going to be bat flip Jose Bautista that rocked this city. Maybe the best memory this city has of baseball since the World Series. But uh, turned out today, 10 years ago today. It's interesting to say that because I think the bat flip itself was... I know a lot of it, except a lot of people, uh, you know, people down certainly in Texas and around the league didn't like it and it was one of the most amazing sporting moments I think I've ever seen. Correct. It was just how the game was going, how heated that competition was, and in that moment, like, he was Zorro. Yes. He was Zorro. Sorry. People are like, oh, that's a stereotype. Shut up. Just shut up. Zorro was cool. I used to watch it as a kid. <laughs> it was like, I just, if the music had gone, da dun da dun da dun, dun, dun and I thought, I don't recall a Toronto moment I mean, I guess you have to go back to maybe some leaf moments, I suppose, that you could argue about. But on the grandest of schemes, remember where how many people are watching this. Unlike the NHL, sorry NHL, but it's it's Major League Baseball. It's true. It's it's you know, that was seriously one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be at that game and that seventh inning. A lot of people forget, you know, at the top part of that seventh inning is where Russell Martin. You know, misplayed that ball uh, and and hit the player, and and the and the guy ran in from third, and the building snapped. Yeah, that was literally snapped. Well, I think that's where the beer incident. Yeah, the uh, baby got hit with the yeah, beer. Baby got hit with beer. Yeah, it's never happened in my house. Pick it up, baby. Or are you going to a baseball game then? If you can't take it, baby. A lot of people don't know this, but it was two years ago. That was Russell as a child. Oh, yeah. and then that child? Yep. See, that's, that's like a, uh, one of those uh, uh, rest of the story kind of things. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Uh, that child became Russell Graham. And now you know of the rest of the story. I'm Paul Harvey. Good day. Yeah. <laughs> you a you're a baseball fan a little bit, aren't you, though, uh, Russell? Oh, yeah. So, but you've been pretty quiet this year. I mean, like, like a lot of people. His, 
I haven't seen you wearing a lot of uh, Blue Jay gear. I see, I see, the, I see the leaf tattoos. Yes, the leaf tattoos. You haven't seen any Blue Jay tattoos. In the middle of summer. Yeah. <laughs> Has not been much to cheer about this season no. for the Blue Jays. No, it's... Other uh, than keeping track of Vladdy Jr. in the minors. So. Is Morales, uh, is he gone? No, he has one more year left. He should be gone, yeah. but... Yeah, what a waste that was, eh? Jose, uh, I'm sorry, Jose Jose signs the, the one-year contract. Edwin goes to the Indians, and they, they fill it up with uh, Kendrys Morales. Yeah, it's like... What a waste. Thanks. This, this, this management group has decimated what we saw. All those Blue Jay memories that we were just talking about? We're not going to see those for yeah, a while. Yeah, it's going to be a long yeah, time. Long time. Uh, speaking of uh, memories, um, you know, we had a great time at uh, Aiden's Drive out at Hockley Valley, and each and every year it gets a little big, a bit bigger. Now, I don't think I retweeted what Jay had put out, but it was a, it's it was over a hundred thousand dollars. That's right. That's massive. A hundred thousand dollars. They were hoping for a hundred. Yeah. They were thinking, okay, that's a pretty big number to hit. They, it might have got. It might have been like a buck twenty. It might have been one hundred twenty. Yeah, they destroyed it. I think yeah. it came up to one hundred twenty-seven. One hundred twenty-seven. Yeah. Now, I could I could check that while we're talking. But. And while as as you're talking, of course, it featured uh, some tremendous golf. Coach Frank, uh, good looking golfer though too. Yep. Uh, a nice stroke there. And then the opposite yard dog, who, <laughs> who, although we had some, he brought cigars, so he yeah. he's off the hook. He was my cart partner, and just so you know, it didn't end up looking like once again. <laughs> The collection of Lugans in uh, another segment of Raw Mike Richards and Cart Fails. Saturday for the boys. Look at this. Look at this. Oh my God. Saturday is <laughs> Unbelievable. They don't die. That's good. And this is good. Quick, get him off the trees. The problem is the oak tree. How do you do that? Oh, this is the jumping of the... Uh... <laughs> okay. And, uh... and, he, and he sticks the landing. He sticks the landing. This one, I got a feeling, uh, will not. Oh. <laughs> uh, the old gas cart. You don't see those too often anymore, eh? This size disaster written all over it. Oh, boy. And running over a guy. See? But for guys, the reason it's funny is because someone could have died. It's only funny if someone could probably get hurt. Look at this. Yeah, the Greenskeepers, by the way, love these uh, compilations. <laughs> Here's another gas cart. He's gonna fall off. And oh, whoa. Uh oh. <laughs> and laughter. That's what that is. Look at this stuff. These people. Okay, that's too far away. Did he actually hit it? No. I don't know what that was. And then music came on and I hated it. Yeah. Uh, coming up, uh, we'd mentioned uh, sports interaction. What are those numbers going to look like this week in the CFL? 
Uh, Johnny Manziel, of course, because of uh, protocol, did not play that last game. Nope. Do you think he's back in it this week? Yeah, I, I think he did. I think he is, but we don't have confirmation on that yet. Uh, I, you know what? I forgot to bring this up to you. Two days ago, Daryl Daryl Sutter turned sixty. I didn't know he was only sixty years old. Oh, yeah, well, the, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yes, he's he's uh, the. The Sutters have an interesting look. Uh, they do. And, uh, look, I've, I got to know them all very, very well. And they're awesome people. Yeah, they, but but someone said, you mean the, the sour beer face that they all have? <laughs> I said, oh, you go tell them that. I'm not telling them that. I'm not telling them that. No way. Here's this week, uh, Thursday, uh, you've got uh, Edmonton at Hamilton. It's Hamilton minus three. Yeah, this is Joe Monford retirement night for the Ticats. So we're going to get him on? Uh, tomorrow. On Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, the Bombers at the Calgary Stampeders. It's minus nine. Big fat number. Um, the Stampeders uh, are 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 going to show everybody what they're kind of uh, made of. I think the blow at the Bombers. Yeah. They're in a very bad they're mood, and the Bombers mood. are right for the picking right yeah, now. Yeah, I think you're right. Saskatchewan at the BC Lions. This thing's going to be close. They've got minus three night uh, right now. I'll take the Rough Riders plus the points. But, yeah, if you're going to give yeah. me points on that one, I'm not I'm not hating it. That's what's uh, coming up uh, this week. Also, remember, the Premiership is this week, so if you want to get in, once again, Sports Interaction, it's real easy. You just go there, you're going to hit that drop-down menu, put in Raw Mike Richards, and they will uh, uh, match up to 200 bucks. So if you put in a hundred, you're getting a hundred up to two hundred bucks. So all of a sudden, your two turns into a four. Uh, that's a pretty nice uh, little it's a uh, great uh, way of doing yeah. it. And you're right, premierships on board. You can still bet preseason on sports interaction, and of course, the NFL season's right. We're we're in the wheelhouse of what's what's the, probably the best couple months of sports because you have the NFL kicking off in September, the NHL and NBA in October. And of course, uh, Christmas, which is in our uh, top ten holidays, uh, at, you know, three four months away. Very big. Uh, before we let you go today, uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm sad to see this in uh, Alberta. Mm. Now we've played a lot of. You, know, you just saw some cart fails, but you know we've played some pretty silly stuff on here. Usually, you know, a lot of fights. But this might be the worst <laughs> idea for a robbery ever. And unfortunately, it happens in Alberta. Come on. But I think it's uh, it's actually like Sherwood Park or something. I think this is actually uh, closer up to Edmonton, so maybe maybe that's why it happened. Get a load of what this what this poorly designed robbery is with a, a young girl and her boyfriend, and watch how when I say it falls apart and comes falling down, it literally falls apart and she comes falling down. And identified by police as 28-year-old Richard Pirisso, who tried to use a stolen credit card at their store Monday afternoon. And my husband tried to ask him, is that your card? He said, uh, it's my girlfriend's card. What were they buying? Popcorn. Just popcorn. $4.39. Owners say they called police because the two seemed suspicious. When an officer arrived, Pariso pushed Burke towards him, trying to flee. That's when Bhagwant Chohan's husband, seen here, stepped him, into nabs help. Nabs him, nabs him. I'm very proud on him. Pariso then seen running away, and while the officer searches for him, Burke goes to the back of the store, climbing into a ceiling vent before falling and crashing. That was scary. <laughs> so awesome. Oh, you thinking the person is in the back, but she's... Oh, what an idiot. That's awesome. Thank God everybody's okay. Eventually, backup arrives and the two are taken into custody. Pariso facing 11 charges, including resisting arrest and using a stolen credit card. 
His case has been put over to July 11th. Burke charged oh, with that is uh, that is just what? awesome stuff. Yeah. What what is right? We become best friends. Yep. <laughs> you want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Oh, that's awesome. It's I can just see them fighting in the holding cell. But when you ran away, what? How could? What, why'd you fall through the roof? We never planned. You, we never said falling through the roof. Oh, shut up! You and that credit card down with my girlfriends. You're an idiot. You're an asshole. Dick, suck it. You two, come on now. <laughs> so tomorrow, uh, Joe have- Monford expects it to be on the show. Big Joe Monford. Big Joe. Exactly right. Remember, Sports Interaction will be your best friend this year. Let let us help you. Help me help you. That's all we're saying. Remember, subscribe. See you tomorrow.